are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFK Refugees Podcast. Sorry, United 96 on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. I'm sorry. I'm just so excited, John. I'm just very excited today. It's it's you know it's 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 a day to, it's a day to mess up. John, how you doing, my friend? I see you're rocking a, a the Wayne Rooney era jersey uh, for no particular. I don't know reason. why I'm doing that. Yeah, no, I no don't particular. know. I don't know why I'm doing it. I think you may. I think because it's now the year 2018 again. I think that's why you're calling the show what it was in 2018. But yeah, I don't know why I'm wearing this. I have no reason to be wearing this. I just fashion i guess yeah how about you ted how are you feeling my friend i sound like butt still for all of these <laughs> listeners uh the show however will sound much better hopefully fingers crossed both ways uh that it will not sound like ted is talking uh through a like a like a paper towel tube in the ocean it should sound better uh yeah. but yeah how are you feeling how are you, how's everything going I, everything's going okay you know it's uh um wrapping up wrapping up my uh time here in lynchburg so um, if you're wondering why I don't sound good, it's because I am uh, forced into using my phone to be on the Zoom and record the live show. And then we record the audio. Uh, but unfortunately, John's computer crashed. So I'm, I'm going to literally take John and just throw him right under that bus. Just just let the wheels just roll right over him. Uh, John's audio crashed, which forced us to use the Twitch stream, uh, which the audio was then coming from me. So that's why I did not sound good. So that's, so that's all been fixed. So for, we, we've got better backup plans in place to prevent that sort of thing uh, in the future. You know, you know what people love conversations about? Uh, audio fidelity on uh, broadcast. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's worthy. It's worthy of explanation. Anyway, let's 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 jump into it, John. We got a lot. We got a lot to cover. Sorry. Uh, how was your weekend, my friend? I didn't think I asked you if it was good. Uh, I made it out to my first spirit game in person at at uh, Segra. Do, that was uh, that was cool. On the other side of the universe, basically. Yeah, I take back road. So it would have taken me <laughs> an hour and five minutes had I gone on the highway, but then I was like. What if I avoided highways and tolls? How long would it take me? It took me an hour 40, and I chose that because I got to basically drive really fast on windy roads uh, <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the middle of the country. So that's what I always will choose to do if, if given the opportunity. The game was, eh, we'll talk about that uh, sometime this week. Uh, yeah. It was, yeah, but whatever. How about, how, about, how was your weekend? It was good. I went, went, uh, went back to Richmond, um, basically just chilled out, watched uh, had to watch the the DC United game in the car, you know, driving backward, driving back. Uh, so that that was, I think at halftime, I kind of switched over. Uh, I was like, I'm done with this. This is over. I will admit, like, I I, I do not want to go back and watch that game. And you know what? I don't care. You know, you should watch every minute of every game. No, no one, no no fan, no podcaster needs to review that game. We don't need to talk about it in detail. We'll talk about it a little bit, no. but 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 we'll but we'll review it. Other than that, though, nice a nice uh, solid. Just kind of relaxing weekend. Um, kickers are back next weekend, so I'll be going to that, doing some of that, going back to the live soccer action. Um, but a very weird weekend because, like, yeah, it was like DC played on Friday, the Kickers played on Friday, and then the Spirit played on Sunday. So it was just kind of like a like there was nothing like any of my teams related on Saturday, other than watching the the Grand Prix, the Austrian Grand Prix, and stuff like that. So which I also watched, which was an interesting race. Yes, enough, enough. Let's let's stop teasing the people. There are. <laughs> There are there are quite a few people watching us live right now, so let's get into what everybody wants to hear about. Uh, DC United seven nothing loss to Philly, right? That's it. That's the thing. <laughs> let's talk. We're going to break down for you each goal in in minute deti- detail. We're going to talk about when it happened, who scored it, and who is at fault. That's what we're going to do for you. I don't yes. think we're going to do that. Actually, Ted, Plan B. What are we going to do instead? Uh, we're going to talk when we're in. Well, I mean, let's let's at least touch a bit on the game and just say it was bad. The team played bad. Nothing was good about that game. It really, it really entered like, I, I think, I think it actually was a low point. It was a low point for me. It was maybe I was like, this is like, how is this going to get any better? How can this possibly get any better? And then we heard the the Mail Online drops a story saying Wayne Rooney is interested. There is apparently on the flight, and we all kind of laughed at the story because we all, we all, we all know the the story. Like what his wife hated it here. His family was yeah, not happy the, here. He loved it. He absolutely loved it. Uh, be curious to see what like the situation is there uh, well, uh, about this news. But we all kind of laughed I, at it. I talked about I talked about that picture in an airport with a with a journalist who will not who will remain unnamed, and he made fun of me and said that could be any airport. He could be going to any place on a flight. I was like, 
friend, I have a feeling this is real. And he's like, we'll see. And, uh, you know, vindicated. It, vindicated. It, was, it, it was pretty. And even uh, what was, I guess, more interesting about the fact is, like, this took, I think this took uh, uh, Pablo Maurer, maybe even Stephen Golf by surprise a bit. Um, I think maybe they had heard. Uh, this was kept pretty well under wraps. Um, I, I'm not sure how they snuck this under. Like, normally you would expect news to break. They, I have a theory they, on this. Go ahead. <laughs> What's your theory? My theory is that this developed very quickly, like extremely quickly. I don't want to say after immediately after the seven nothing loss, but I think that the seven the seven no loss may have accelerated the plans to to unveil a little bit. I think that this has been a close hold and not very long in going because all we've heard about and we'll get into it, but we've heard a lot about giving Chad the rest of the season about all of the requirements that must be met in order to to replace the coach. Uh, and here we are. We've got a new coach. So, yeah, it's yeah. It, I, I do think this was the I, I am I am very positive that they had some early talks. Maybe they had some discussions. Maybe they were, you know, saying, well, you know, we're, we're trying to give Chad half the season. But, you know, if you you know, if you're interested in coming to manage, you know, we're we're, we're willing to listen. Maybe there were some preliminary talks. Apparently they did. They did scout a player from Darby. Um, who apparently bringing them in as as a designated player for the team. So there were communications, there were discussions with him. And then I think I think the seven nil gets dropped, and I'm sure there was a phone call maybe from ownership to say, figure something out. <laughs> this is we can't go to Does the he end want of the a year. private plane? <laughs> Does he want a stake in the club? Does he want uh, a, spe- a specialized seat in the sports book for him? Uh, yeah. to bet EPL games, whatever he wants, we'll make it happen. Yeah, and and I and I I have my own I guess English conspiracy theory because and I find, I'm finding it kind of interesting that it's not it's not being questioned as much as I think it should be. It hasn't been brought up. It was like why is you know the the question the first question is you know why is Wayne doing this like why why is he coming here you know he, it's been talked about that he has offers that he was in discussions with Everton, uh you know to take over their job in the Premiership. I I think this the, there's a whole story that sort of broke before this, which was that you know Wayne Rooney's agent was being investigated for allegedly giving a check of like a million dollars or something um, to cover costs to cover fees at Derby County. Uh, now inherently, like you know, it's it's not a I, I, I'm sure according to letter of law that is not like a legal thing to do. It's not a necessarily an evil thing to do. Like if we're breaking the law to do something evil, it's literally probably because the ownership was flat broke, did not have the money to pay wages, and Wayne was just trying to keep them afloat. He's British. <laughs> it was Robin Hood. It's Robin. It's yeah. a Robin Hood situation here. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, a, a a very bro move, but also one that you know might come with some repercussions if if Wayne Rooney is becomes attached to it. Um, and so I think this is like. I want a job coaching. Here's a job. Here's a place, number one, I'm comfortable with. Here's a staff, an ownership that, yeah, it didn't maybe end the way I wanted to, but it's it, people I know. I know who these people are. I know the city. I like the city. I'm comfortable there. You know, this is a perfect opportunity for me to go and, you know, be successful. And I think he's got a short-term contract, I think, from both sides. I think it's from the D.C. side and the Rooney side. If you haven't heard, the contract is just through 2023. That dropped a little late, so maybe some people haven't seen that, with an option for 2024. Um, I'm not sure if that's a team-held option. I'm I'm thinking that is. It is. It's a team-held. It's team-held. Yeah. <coughs> so I'm laughing thinking about him not wanting to stay and D.C. United being like, I'm executing our option on your contract. You've got to stay. You're under contract, Wayne. Because uh, we know how that went last time, so yeah. the, the uh, an option here is funny. Ted, you saying that has me has me thinking. You know what this is? This is Mighty Ducks. He's Coach Bombay. <laughs> he is uh, he is he is on probation uh, with the FA, and he's being sent to a relative backwater to coach as community service. And that's what we United are. That's what that's what's going on <laughs> here. Is he's gonna we're gonna we're gonna fly together. That's what's gonna happen. We're gonna do the flying V, and that's how we're gonna win. Yeah. New formation is the is this. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and I've got some other thoughts, but I don't want to take over the show. John, like, give me some any other thoughts you have about this. Like, I mean, I think this is a move that the team had to. I think they had to go and 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 do something like just to just to reinject some to basically distract. I mean, this is this is. I mean, the team's been accused of doing some smoke and mirror stuff. This is feels like a distract. It feels like a bit of a distraction. 
It um, is the largest smoke and mirror <laughs> that has ever been executed by any club, any time. Yeah, man, I it, I have lots of thoughts. Uh, I'll first get into, do I think this is a good idea for the club? Yeah, I do. I think mm-hmm. it's a great idea for the club. I think allowing this team to go through the rest of the year on the path it was going was going to do even more damage to this club uh, than, than maybe you'd, you'd assumed. I think you were losing, you're continuing to lose hardcores. You're also going to lose the casuals because this team stinks uh, and there's no buzz around at all around the team. There's no reason to come here uh, unless you're already sort of invested. Uh, it's hot. Like for the next couple months, it's, there's no reason to go anyway. Uh, so from that standpoint, it's a really good idea. From a soccer standpoint, we're going to have a conversation with somebody who's a Darby County podcaster here in about 15 minutes to let us know about sort of what the what the tactics look like and sort of what kind of coach he was in, over there. But uh, tactically, easy to say after a 7 nothing loss – but the team, I think there are going to be some changes to the uh, to the roster composition. I think that's pretty well known, as, as someone just mentioned. Uh, the Washington Post mentioned potentially Luis Suarez being one of those players, but then uh, his actual quote was, I want to play on a team that's in the playoffs because I have to be in shape for the, for the World Cup. So that, that, that eliminates us most likely. Uh, so there will be changes coming to the roster, um, but, you know, You've got to you've you've got to know that most of the roster that exists is what you're going to have at your disposal. We're not going to turn twelve players over in the window. So yeah. Wayne has to take these players whom he is, you know. There's been a lot of turnover since he left, and it's not even been that long. So players that he's he's familiar with a lot of these players still. I would say probably half of the starting lineup is gone since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's got his golfing. He's got his golfing buddy Birnbaum there. <laughs> so Steve is there, and I was <laughs> I was told uh, Colleen and Steve's wife are very close. Uh, by someone who knows, so uh, you know. I think you had to you had to bring somebody in, and he fits the bill as far as somebody who knows the club. As a guy, I don't, I'm not going to speak to his tactical skills, but he had he had did a bit of a miracle saving job uh, on Derby uh, mm-hmm. in the last two years. Almost got out from a 26 point, 21 I believe, point. deduction, 21 point. 21 didn't even point. finish last, mm-hmm. so did did get relegated. But there was a team that you know had all of their complement. They didn't start the year negative 21 uh, and they still finished last. So he, that's kind of the guy you want to bring in here. Uh, who can, who can institute some sort of, he's like Ernan with uh, a resume that mm-hmm. people can respect uh, versus just some guy who's like, I'm going to make your lives miserable and it's going to benefit you because I took a team up in Belgium that no one, no one's ever watched before. Uh, so I think it can only mean good things for every for every capacity. The duration of the contract means that this is not our long term solution. We're not going to get a long term philosophy instituted in DC United here. He is he he's a bridge. He is here to get us out of the horrible tailspin that we're in this season, and hopefully with some new players, you know, try to squeeze some juice out of this lineup that probably should be able to get into the playoffs with a full year of not, you know, being so, so in the, uh, I'm trying to not swear for not being so underwater, uh, at the midpoint of the season. Yeah. So I think it's good, Dad. I think it's, I, I think we can't be anything but excited, uh, generally about this move. Yeah. I mean, I think it changes, it changes some perspective for me about this window. Um, I was fully prepared to come onto the show after the seven year loss and say, without this way and say, you know what, honestly, don't sign another designated player. Tank it. Do, tank it. <laughs> this is, the season is over. Like, let's, we're going to have, and, and I think that's the interesting thing is they're going to be a lot of guys, including Steve Birnbaum, who are going to be out of contract coming next season or going to be entering their option years. Um, so this team theoretically is going to have a lot of room where they can go out, sign players that can bring players in. And, you know, you talk about an attraction uh, with having Wayne Rooney here. That is, you know, as, as much as I have disliked the Jurgen Klinsmann era of the United States men's national team managerial period, there was one thing that good thing, and that was his name. In that, when he called a player, they're going to pick up the phone and listen. So if Wayne Rooney right. calls a player, they're going to listen, even if even if they have no interest in going there, they're going to listen. And you're going to attract, you're going to bring some players in, you're going to bring some talent that you might not have brought back previously. Um, he, I think that is a major thing. You're going to convince, you know, homegrown kids to sign here. You're going to, you know, convince, uh, you know, a lot of maybe some younger players, maybe some players around MLS as well 
to come and sign here. So that changes the whole the recruitment perspective. Theoretically, could get a lot easier for this team, and it's been tough. I, I'm pretty sure I know it's been tough for a while, especially with how much of a mess this team is. So I'll be curious to see what this move means as far as bringing guys in. Um, as far as whether he can coach, I, I agree with you. I think he has. Uh, he he was in a incredibly tough situation with Darby, which almost like he he's in a better situation as you know. Let me tell you, like if people talk about how much of a like trash fire DC is, I'm like at least like when you go to DC, you don't have to worry about whether you're getting paid. You don't have to worry about massive amounts of debt, getting relegated, like you know all these other yeah all these other sort of financial issues that a lot of clubs in Europe deal with. So in reality, from like a financial situation. DC's not a bad place, and he and like you said, I mean, if, if it weren't for the twenty-one point deduction, he took a team in massive debt and got them fit to. It would have been fifty-five points. They would have been seventeenth out of twenty-four. Not fantastic by many means, but well, well above safety. Um, it's not like they would have just maybe made it. They would have been fully safe if it weren't for that twenty-one point deduction. So, um, I, I I think it's a risky move, but again, it's a short-term move, like you said. And if he's great. And he wants, and you know, it works out, and he wants to stay here another year. You know, twenty twenty three, we make the playoffs, we make a run, we make a few more, few more moves. Uh, maybe he takes us, you know, higher in the standings. Uh, then you're leaving the situation better than you found it, and you get maybe get an offer to Europe. And MLS is starting to prove that, like you know, it's not a, it's not the end of the road it used to be. Um, it certainly can be a next step. We've seen it just this year um, with the NYCFC manager. DC United fans uh, tweet the FA and say, I believe Wayne Marie committed a horrible crime and needs to be suspended for at least 36 months. That's a, I think that's a strategy. We should start doing a groundswell grassroots uh, campaign. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, it's interesting. Lots of interesting things here, right? Like it's interesting. He came here with three suitcases and no family and he uh, is not allowed to actually coach yet until he gets his permit uh, as somebody in the Discord, DC United Discord said, uh, he's doing a reapply of his visa, so it should be a lot faster than a, a person, uh, a player, for instance, who doesn't, who has never had one before. So uh, he's, he has to be a consultant until then. So he'll probably be in attendance at Audi Field. He's not like he took enough suitcases that he's not going to fly back now. He's going to hang out. He's going to be probably a part of training. He knows where everything is. He knows that's the really cool part about this. Like they're the whole idea of having to adjust to the league or learn all the stupid rules. <laughs> and, uh, like, he, has, he knows a lot of stuff. He knows he knows everything about it. He knows what the referees are like. He knows what the travel's like. Uh, one question I had about this, and I'm, I'm wondering your take on it. It's rhetorical until we see how it goes, but uh, Wayne asked for reinforcements in this first window. And when he signed, he was told, like, we're going to sign a bunch of players. Don't worry. It's coming. And then he sort of in the media was like, he didn't say it directly, but there were there were comments he gave that was sort of like, well, I thought we were going to have reinforcements, but maybe not. Uh, he le- he notably left before his contract was done, but he left in the middle of it, uh, and was allowed to leave without having to be paid a transfer fee to Darby. But he did not rip the team at all on the way out. He left on very good terms. So my question for you is, as he's brought in, what kind of promises are being made from ownership, do you think, about the way he'll be supported in the next year and a half? And do you imagine that if those promises are broken again at the end of this year and a half, he will be quite so calm and quiet leaving back to Europe uh, again? What are your thoughts on that? I, I think what we've seen, I think what we've seen for Wayne Rooney, and I guess, you know, have, have we ever heard him say anything awful about Darby County? in that whole situation, which was sort of out of his control. And that was an even worse situation than, you know, than DC. I I don't think you'll see it from him. Uh, Maybe you'll see a comment about it's not working out. I think the fact that it's a one-year contract, I think shows, you know, I think honestly it puts the pressure on DC to give him what he wants, because if they don't, then he's like, all right, I'm done. That was fun. See you later. I'm going to go back. Um, Maybe Chad can maybe Chad can come back at the end as because he'll still be an assistant for the rest of the year. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think we've seen Rooney to be the type of person. Uh, certainly in his younger days, man, that that dude could be a bit of a, a firebrand. Um, I distinctly remember, I think 2010 World Cup, he was like 
basically <laughs> yelling at the fans or saying like something derogatory towards the fans who were booing him um, at the uh, during the during the World Cup. But I think in his older days, he's he's learned to be um, uh, learned to be a little bit more uh, reserved in his stance. And I think, you know, I think the fact that he didn't, you know, burn down the relationship has benefited him now because I think he wants yep. to take on a coaching job. And this was an opportunity here. And this is an opportunity where he can sort of jump right in and being comfortable and being, you know, liking to being liked uh, in where you are is, you know, a big thing. And I, I honestly think too, I do think though, he's going to be a little bit more, I think a little bit more noticeable, if that makes sense. I think he's still, he's still going to live pretty much in, in him, but like, I, I found it kind of interesting like when we went, when he came back, there were people there asking for his picture. Like people knew who he was. I think in just five years, there's been, and especially the fact that he was here. So people went and saw him and knew he was a part of DC. I think now he's coming back to be the manager. I think there's going to be maybe not, not like he's going to be stopped everywhere he goes, like, or mobbed like he is in, in England. But I think there's going to be some people that are going to recognize him a little bit quicker than they normally would. So um, the team th- is going to take a, Hopefully, the team is going to take a big advantage of his huge international profile. Thirteen something, I think I said thirteen and a half million Twitter followers. He's not he's not a poster like Hernan is a poster. So that's that. It would be good if he was, because then the team would be like, "Hey, sweet, here's some stuff you could tweet out that's gonna that's gonna draw <laughs> sort of the spotlight to this brand." Because that I mean that's that's part of this, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is that was a part of his originally being brought over here. Is like we need to use your audience to increase our international exposure to even to to reach the local fan who was a euro snob and to get them to come out to a game uh yeah man i i i realized that he is younger than i am by like three months so before everyone was talking about like joking and saying player manager like there are crazier things the downside is he hasn't played in two years and he's looking like he hasn't played in two years so <laughs> it would be very it would be very unlikely for him to get fit and be ready to play uh, at all ever again but uh yeah man it's it's uh it's a wild it the mental shift that we've all gone through in like 72 hours is bananas hey this is john i just wanted to take a quick minute to thank you for listening to the show If you'd like to support our work and keep this train running on time, there's a couple of ways that you can support us. First, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rfkrefugees. Any amount you'd like to give is great. Our Patreons will get the full audio of our shows on Monday night every week, a day or three days earlier than everyone else. You could also subscribe to our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash rfkrefugees. You can either use your own money or utilize your one free monthly subscription if you have Amazon Prime. And lastly, you could buy merch. We have stickers and scarves available on rfkrefugees.com, and we'll have t-shirts available later this season. We love doing this show for you guys and appreciate all the support we've received over the years. Now, back to the show. Those of us who had to see that game saw it, and we're just like, I don't know what we're going to do with this team. There's no way they're going to get rid of this coach. So we're stuck in this terminal descent where we're just like, we know the plane is crashing, but we can't do anything about it. And we're just going to all sit in it. And then this comes out of no, relatively nowhere. And he's going to be announced tomorrow and be at the wharf. And people are going to be able to go meet and talk to Wayne Rooney. And I'm going to be able to call in to not be not this week, but soon a, a midweek coaches press conference and ask Wayne Rooney questions again. Like that's going to just be a thing. <laughs> that's, that's wild. That is an insane thing. What, what do We're you lucky. think? What do you think the first question is going to be to Wayne? Like, like first critical. We're not like, oh, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Is the first question ask gonna, about your family? It's it's gonna it, <laughs> it's gonna be a fa- where where's Colleen is going to be one of the questions. Yeah, uh, and then we're going to ask, uh, you know, uh, what what's going on with the what's going on in Darby County, and then the first question to the. Uh, the first question to ownership is going to be like, uh, so we were told there was rules around uh, who you could, who you had to interview before you made a hire. What happened there? And to your point, that's been asked already by Pablo, and the answer was we followed regulations in place. That will, that will, that is not the last time they'll be asked that yeah. question. So yeah. be, be, pay attention to that. Yeah, and that's and that's something I definitely want to. I almost forgot to bring up. I definitely want to bring it up. But first, before we get in there, I think we're going to bring in. Uh, Corey Hancock from the uh, Rams Review to talk a little bit about Wayne Rooney. Corey, are you there? 
I'm, I'm connecting him now. I'm not sure if I was oh. supposed to do that. <laughs> I got him. I can see he's muted, so that might be on me. Hey, Corey. Uh, let's unmute you. Ask to unmute. Hey, Corey, how are you doing? Very well, John. John, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, of let's... course. Uh, thank you for thank you for joining us on on your time zone. So uh, I'm not going to do the math, but it's uh, less convenient than it is for us. That's for sure. I'm actually in your time zone. So, oh, okay. Well, then never mind. <laughs> so it works. Then I, it works for everybody. The, it does work for everybody. So uh, this new. We were just talking about this for about 30 minutes uh, about how this sort of took us by surprise, and he was in our life, and then he wasn't in our life anymore, and then he was playing, and then he was coaching. Uh, Say you're a DC United fan that once he walked out the door, you stopped paying attention. Give us a Reader's Digest version of the last year and a half in Wayne Rooney's life and also Darby County's sort of playing experience. John, you summed it up very nicely that he was kind of with us and then he wasn't with us and it was kind of all shocking because now he's with DC United and these links are very bizarre. But um, obviously he left DC United. He joined Darby um, and came in as a player. And uh, did really well for that first half season when he had when he had joined us. I believe that was what was that 2019? Yeah, it was 2020, right? Pandemic, pre just before the pandemic. So he came in. He scored a lot of. He scored quite a few goals for us. And by quite a few, I mean he scored like five or six goals. Um, did really really up well up until the lockdown in England. Uh, came back out of lockdown and was. Um, I would I would I wouldn't say not interested, but he didn't look fit. Uh, you could tell he hadn't kept himself fit over lockdown. Um, didn't have the same impact. He did score his last goal. He did score a goal against Preston. I remember from a free kick, which was really good. Um, and then kind of went into that off season. He had a back injury, which is always difficult to uh, to diagnose back injuries and things like that. Fit enough to play for soccer, not fit enough to play for Derby in preseason. But oh well, whatever. Um, so he comes in. We have a manager in Philip Kaku that um, you know starting his second season, trying to build around around Wayne. Um, he does not fit, doesn't look fit, doesn't look interested. Things start to go pear-shaped for Philip Kaku very quickly. Realize he's probably not the right guy at the right time for Darby. Um, and kind of feels like the cuckoo's in the nest as Wayne forces him out. Uh, they tried a coaching by committee for three games, which spectacularly failed. Uh, obviously, they were going to give Wayne the job. They did. Uh, and then Wayne continued on as the manager up until the end of this past season. Um, last season was extremely tough for Darby. We had a 21 point deduction, uh, 12 for admi entering administration, nine for breaching financial fair play or FFP guidelines. Um, but to be Wayne's credit, Darby nearly stayed up. Uh, they were basically in the fight after a 21 point deduction up until March, which was, you know, incredible, incredible thing to say. Um, we had also an impending takeover because we were in administration. America, American Chris Kirchner, oddly enough, was trying to buy them. Um, Wayne was all in on Chris's bid. Chris didn't have any money, ended up pulling out. Uh, Wayne said everything that he was going to say and, you know, kind of said, look, I'm in this camp, but I want to stay at Derby. And then weirdly enough, uh, we're just experiencing a normal week of Derby County fandom, which is kind of strange for this football club and this fan base. And then all of a sudden, boom, it hits it. Wayne Rooney asks to resign as manager and then he does. And then all of a sudden uh, we're hearing the, 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 the rumors that he's coming to DC United, um, which again, very, very odd. So that's kind of a very short snippet. I mean, I lived it for the last 18 months. It was painful. It's been God awful uh, as a Derby supporter for the last 18 months. But yeah, that's the that's the that's the short of it. So the administration. Uh, go ahead, Ted. No, I was I, I was just I was just going to ask. Um, I don't know if you've paid attention much. Uh, the the one story that's come out has been the fact that he paid he as agent or somebody basically paid money to the club. I guess to ensure certain wages were paid. I, I don't know if like you've maybe read some other things more closely about that. It, it, is that contributing in your mind at all to why he's coming to the United States? No, I think what happened, I, Wayne, to be fair to Wayne last season, did a tremendously large amount of good for, for Darby. I wasn't a big fan of him when he first took over because he never really had a plan uh, in his first kind of season as manager. Darby were trying to stay up to been a relegation fight for two years. They ultimately lost it last year and he was just kind of trying to pick up results. But you know, last season um, he he bought stuff for the training ground. I know he brought a, a uh, he bought a drone and some other equipment for the training ground. There were reports unconfirmed that he was potentially um, you know paying for some sort of away travel to the bus or something like that. I think that was later may have been disputed, but I don't think it was ever officially disputed. And then, like you said, Ted, um, there was the report that him and or and or his agent paid the wages one point six million pounds for the month of 
whatever month it was for the wages of the players. I don't think that's a contributing factor. I think what would happen was um, multiple things. I think one, Wayne was a little bit, uh, Wayne was really suckered in by Chris Kirchner and Chris Kirchner, whatever web he was spinning, um, fun angling different bank accounts and things like that. Cause he did some crazy stuff. Um, I think he was in on that. I think the new owner was coming in and he said to Wayne, look, I don't know what this guy's promised you. It's not going to be the same for me. And so Wayne said, you know what? I've, I've made my bed here. I kind of have to, uh, I kind of have to, you know, I kind of have to lay in it. Um, and I also think additionally, you know, they've also had the, uh, the Wagatha Christie uh, trial <laughs> party uh, and, and, and Colleen Rooney, um, that whole, that whole shenanigans that's going on there. And I think maybe, they wanted a little bit of time away. Obviously we know that Colleen Rooney is not a fan of DC. She has said that America is significantly far, significantly behind the United Kingdom in lots of areas. <laughs> like having bounce houses, I think was her made yeah, major criticism. Yeah, play areas for kids. But yeah. yeah. Okay. You're yeah. right. Okay. I guess that maybe that's true. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. We live in a third world country. What can I say? With I guess so. Play areas everywhere. Um, so yeah, I don't think that they'll be coming with them, but I, I, maybe that was a bit of a factor, Ted, but I don't think it was the main one. I just think that Wayne was, Wayne was just kind of taken in by Chris Kirchner. And I think the, the thing that I want your listeners to I want to convey to you guys or whatever is it was a very odd timing. I think the thing that leaves a sour taste in Derby County, I think we always knew Wayne Rooney was going to move on, right? Everton had kind of said, oh, can we interview for me? He said, look, I don't want to go to Everton. I want to see the job out at Derby. I want to build here. He was saying the right things. But last year, Wayne Rooney had a million and one different times he could have left the club and been literally carried out on a pedestal as either a martyr or as a hero for what he had done. But he decided to do it four days before our preseason started and was just like, out of the blue, I'm just resigning here. And it was like, we're just about to get taken over. We're coming out of administration. I mean, we've signed seven players last week alone, some players that probably shouldn't be in league one, um, which is great. But it was like, you had ample opportunity here to walk out and you just did it at the most inopportune time. That was extremely bizarre and random. And then you're going to a team in DC United, no disrespects guys. I have seen the DC. I, I do know where DC United are on the table. Mm-hmm. Not very no good. No disrespect. No, not uh, take it. Not take it. To Philadelphia. <laughs> oh yes. Somehow <laughs> Wayne Rooney thinks I can go in here and I can rebuild them to where they should be at MLS cup, you know, competing for those. I've been at DC United. I've been to a lot of DC United games in my time. I've been around the club a long time. DC United is a big club in MLS. They should be on the pedestal. Rudy somehow thinks that this walking into this, whatever you want to, whatever type of show you want to mess at DC United right now is going to help revamp his career. So all in all, just very, very bizarre from a lot of different <laughs> things. A lot of different feel, I think it, it feels weird for us. I, I think, I think all he knows, all he knows is, is sort of like uh, walking into a gutted house and trying yeah. to rebuild that is that appears to be his coaching specialty. And Corey, I'll say the way he left us was very similar. So that might just be the brand. And it is poetic justice to have this sort of revolving door of DC United, Derby County, DC United, and they'll probably leave us like in like in the middle of a game. He'll probably just walk off. Yeah, like hey, yeah, um, sorry, Everton's calling. Sorry, guys, we're like we're <laughs> yeah. We listen. We have a, we, we're we're up two one in the sixty fifth minute. I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna get out of here. You guys got this. <laughs> yeah. All right, hey, Chad so, Ashton, I need you to take yeah, and Chad's running. You're back. <laughs> you're back in. So a question we have been asked a number of times and have no answers to because we're going to be honest about our championship level watching. It's uh, low. Yeah. Uh, so formational preferences, style preferences. I think a lot of those sometimes can be conditional on the team that you have and the league that you're in. But as far as what you've gleaned about the, the type of way he likes to set up a team and the type of way he wants to play... I know our fans are very curious about that. Yeah, I think the one thing I will say, John, more more so than anything tactically, which I'll get on to in a minute, is the one thing that Wayne did last year for Darby, and, and granted, look, I preface this by saying Darby had a 21-point deduction. We had a transfer embargo. We returned to preseason with five players. Um, we actually did get players to the door. He, had, he couldn't play youth players. So there were a lot of permutations that were going on at Darby last season. But the one thing that he did is he galvanized a group of individuals. He galvanized a group of, of men and quite frankly, a lot of boys because they probably shouldn't be playing first team football because they were really young. Um, he galvanized that group and he had them be accountable for one another. He sat there in, in the dressing room and said, look, there's 23 other men in this dressing room. You need to fight for one another. It's something that we had not seen as Derby County fans for a long time that, you know, 
players would fight for the badge. Derby's been a soft touch in the championship for a long time. It's been really known as a place where you can go and really well paid for being bang average. Let's just be honest here. The owner spent 250 million pounds on players. There was one, one stretch of three years where he spent like 54 million pounds on players and recouped nothing in sales. So Derby was a extremely soft touch, but um, you know, Wayne uh, didn't take, Wayne doesn't take crap from players. Uh, Wayne wants his players to play for the badge. He wants them to fight. He was a fighter. You know, if you watch the Amazon documentary about Wayne Rooney, he talks about how he's a fighter. Um, he instilled that mentality in Derby. He instilled the siege, the siege mentality, the us against them mentality. And to be honest with you, he nearly got us. He nearly saved us, which is incredible to think that you have 21 points taken off. And we were in March or April. I think it was April when we were still talking about we could potentially survive with like four games to go, which was insane when you have seven wins taken off. Partly because the rest of the league was crap, but also because, you know, Wayne was pulling things out of the hat. Um, so that that's what I would say that, that Wayne's strong suit is in. It's in personnel management, it's in player, like one-on-one interactions. And he will, I, I, I'll confess, guys, I haven't seen a lot of DC United play recently. I've seen the recent results. So my, my assumption is there's not a lot of fight there when you're getting drunk no. in the Philadelphia <laughs> Union. Uh, I saw some of the comments on social media. It doesn't look like DC United's in a good place right now. I think he will come in. I think he will try to create a culture and he will fix that. That's probably what maybe drew, um, you know, the, the general manager of Dave Casper to, to make this decision to bring him in. Um, I think tactically you'll, you'll see, there'll be one of two things with Wayne uh, in our first part of this, in our first half season with Wayne as manager, it was very much who's the opponent, how are they lining up and how can we neutralize that? Because we were trying to avoid getting relegated. So he was just trying to pick up points where he could. You didn't really see a style of play or anything like that. What he did do when he came in from Philip Kaku was he simplified everything. And we've seen, we've seen him very simplified. Kaku was very, um, very, you know, played for Barcelona. He was a Dutch legend or whatever, but he was trying to, you know, play at a very advanced level with players that were not there. You know, when this guy does this, you're going to do one of these three things. And the players just could not articulate that conceptually. So I think Wayne will simplify the game for everybody, uh, which is probably needed for DC United. Look, it's a reset. Let's just play simple. Let's just do this. Um, he will try to play out from the back with a goalkeeper, which I don't know how good. I, I think Bill Hamid's injured, so. Yeah, we don't. That's that does not inspire confidence. That uh, hopefully, <laughs> good luck. hopefully he decides um, not to do that. Good luck, but I think a lot of it will determine on the personnel that are there. Obviously, you want to get the best out of Antunas because he's been playing really well. I believe he's in the All Star game, so um, he will probably make him the centerpiece. I would think when you have a player of that kind of quality uh, in the side, he'll probably make him the centerpiece. Um, but in terms of formations, I mean, uh, we we saw a three at the back. We've seen uh, with wing backs. We've seen a four at the back. Uh, generally, what we tried to play was a four-two-three-one. Uh, generally, is what we tried to play. Um, we have we have we had pretty good bombing on fullbacks, both of which have now, because of the takeover, ripped up their contracts illegally. Whatever, uh, that's fine. Um, so, so they're free agents, so they're available. <laughs> no, <laughs> one signed for Verda Bremen. Yeah, so who knows? Unfortunately, Burn will be rolling up. Uh, Nathan Burn will be rolling up. But though he likes to get the wingbacks bombing on down the side. Um, he likes to have a nice holding player in midfield, um, and he likes to he likes to have that one lone striker as is what is in fashion these days. But I think a lot of it, like you said, John, will depend kind of on the personnel, and and you know you don't want to put square pegs in round holes. Um, you know, but the other interesting thing I was thinking about this after we spoke this morning was he's coming in an interesting time because the transfer windows open. So it's not like, you know, Chad Ashton and, uh, and Hernan Losada, they've kind of worked with these players and they didn't really have much. Obviously, Losada had the offseason, I'm aware. But when things started going pear shaped for him, it's not like he can change it by bringing players in because they were six games into a season. Another bar, another very DC United decision to sack him. But whatever. Um, time was. Yeah, but. <laughs> You know, Chad Ashton's been having to work with the same group of players. He's not been able to kind of do anything. I know they got Fontunas in early. I know that. But now he's coming into a transfer window where potentially he can angle different things. I think another advantage for Rooney is, again, he worked on he worked with Darby with virtually no money. Um, I don't think he signed a player for a transfer fee. I think. Oh, man. Perfect. I Perfect. don't think he signed a player. <laughs> Partly because we were under restrictions and we didn't have... Well, yeah. so are we, kind of. Yeah. yeah, so exactly. So I think that will fit in really well with uh, Cap, Excellent. the way that they like to run the run the team. Um, but I also think his knowledge of MLS, having played there for, what, a season and a half, um, he should he should at least understand the salary cap. You know, it's not like bringing in 
somebody who's like, what is this salary cap? What is this designated player rule? Like he'll get, I think he'll understand some of that. Um, and what I've read this morning is obviously it'll be a couple of weeks before he takes over because he's still waiting for the work permit. So he'll be a consultant. So he'll have some time to kind of step away and, and see what he's dealing with rather than having to go into the pressure cooker of the next game, the next game, the next game, he'll have a couple of weeks to, to try to sort that out. But um, working on no money and, and being somebody who galvanizes the dressing room, I think will be something that'll be um, strong suits of Rooney and probably hopefully suit DC United down to a T because you got an owner that doesn't like to spend money. And it seems like you got a lot of dressing room issues. Um, Sounds with perfect. Fight, yeah. With the fight of the players. <laughs> Sounds perfect. Uh, tactically, thank you. tactically, who knows, but you know, those other things, five star, two thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank, uh, Yes. Thank you, Corey, so much uh, for joining us on this call. Um, you've brought some awesome perspective, I think, for us and gave gave us some interesting, uh, some some cool thoughts and, and definitely the, the the sort of history of, of I, I, I guess I sort of paid attention to it, but kind of on the side. So it was interesting to get that perspective. Um, tell the fans, I mean, if they're interested, um, I love listening to soccer podcasts. So tell the fans where they can where they can listen to you. Sure thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we do the, the Rams Review podcast. Um, I'm American based, obviously, uh, here in Manassas, Virginia. My co-host is a little bit closer to Darby uh, in Belper, just down the road from Pride Park Stadium. And uh, me and him, we talk to Darby County every week, um, sometimes twice a week, or as news breaks, which is quite frequently with Darby, unfortunately. Um, and we do, you know, fan fan interaction. We have a lot of former players and current player interviews um, and just talk to people in and around the game, such as referees or scouts or things like that, just to to get a general, general uh, knowledge and increase our enjoyment and knowledge of the game. So you can follow us on, you know, social media at Ramsbury1 on Twitter, uh, Rams Review Pod on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, and obviously, wherever you get your podcast, you can find it by searching the Rams Review Podcast. Um, John and Ted, thank you so much for, for having yeah. me on this evening, guys. It's been a real pleasure. Um, I hope we get to collaborate again soon. Um, and I hope Wayne Rooney is able to turn around the fortunes of DC United because, you know, as much as I criticize his tactical style of play and things like that, like he, he has some good characteristics. It's again a strange move to go to one of the worst teams in MLS I'm trying to be polite here because you guys are friendly to me. Uh, it's accurate. Teams accurate. in MLS when he was, <laughs> when he was reportedly going to be interviewed for Premier League jobs in spring. So weird. It'll see how it works out for him, um, both professionally and personally, because we know Colleen is obviously not a fan, but that's okay. I can live with Colleen Rooney not liking America. I, d- I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> I, I'm not going to we'll sleep over one of the contract conditions is obviously a bounce house. So clearly we're going to put one of those in the house. It should be fine. Fantastic. John, Ted, invite me over for that. And we can. <laughs> Sounds good. On Corey, thanks, man. thanks a lot, guys. Corey, thanks. Interesting. Uh, interesting perspective from him. Um, I, I was interested. I was interested in the moment where he, I, I kind of, I kind of did think I thought this has to be related to like what's going on. He kind of sort of brushed it off. He said this was pretty common going on. Like he was paying for a lot of things going on in Derby. Um, the, and- the drone made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, no, guys, this is cool. My kid has one. So what we're going to do is we're going to fly it around. It's going to be sick. Yeah. Uh, we got so we got some questions in the chat. Also, we have opened up the phone lines, which we promised to do. So 202-709-8441. We'll get you on the air. We're going to hear what you think about this Wayne Rooney move. We've got some questions in the meantime. Let's, let's work through those as well uh, before we take the take phone calls. From at RJRNDC says, do you do you think Wayne will change the formation DC United plays? Hard to say yet, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. um, I think a four man backline is coming. Yeah. If despite the despite the conversation about him liking uh, having bombing fullbacks, we have now one of those, uh, and that's it. That's all of the fullbacks we have. So I think that I think we're probably going to find something different here coming up, just by force and necessity. What yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how tactically. I feel like this team has just gotten so jumbled up tactically. They've 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 lost players. The only thing we have in seamlessly and endless supply is holding midfielders. Um, uh, but one thing I will say, I think hmm. the immediate boost, and you talk about him motivating players, the immediate boost comes from essentially i i do think i think there were i think there is a sense from the players after the whole or non incident regardless of what they think about chad ashton as a coach and they whether they like him or not i think there is i think that game was the clearest sense that it was like i don't know what the direction of this club is i you know you're not instinctively not trying maybe there's some players out there not trying but i think you're trying a little bit less you know you're coming out of your contract uh, you're just like, you know what? Like, I don't know. And I think bringing Wayne Rooney is probably, I think there is going to be a player 
one of the players we have dogged on all, all year that fans have dogged on that is going to elevate their game, a la when Wayne Rooney came here and there was a Joseph Mora who everybody was against and he suddenly just elevates his game. Uh, those types or of Lucho. things happen. Yeah, or Lucho. Lucho as well. But I think Lucho we knew could be good. Mora was like, we're not sure this guy's good. He had probably, like, until he got injured, had probably, like, one of the best moments of his career as soon as Wayne Rooney came in the door. So O'Neill um, Fisher turned into all of a sudden a world beater for the time. That, and right. Then, he was another and one. guy too. injured and then came back, and that's it. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's a good point. I think he'll elevate the players around literally the players around him now. Um, and because... We have a window here, but I'm not sure how much room we got as far as uh, ability to make the moves that he needs. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to do that. That's, yeah. that's gonna be the goal for this the rest of this half season. Th- things can change. I really. I was gonna. I, I was gonna drop the call. I wonder what Sonny Kittle is thinking right now. I think. <laughs> I wonder what Sonny Kittle is thinking right now, seeing this and being like he could have been managed by. Um, however, however that whole thing went down, but I'm just kind of wondering what his, or maybe, you know, he might not even carry my, I'm fine. What's whatever. My theory on that, by the way, is after now seeing multiple Chelsea players left in London for us, uh, camp because they were unvaccinated and everyone's sort of weird and squirrely attitude about the failed medical. I bet you there might be something to that. I think there might be maybe like a, make up like a real refusal to even, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, some other questions we have from Cogsworth Worthington. Coswell Worthington says, What will we be more what would be more impressive? Him turning things around as a manager or the two seasons he played? Turning around things as a manager. hundred percent. I would disagree with that. I disagree with you on that. hundred and fifty. State your case. State my case. I think I think being a manager is I I understand the things he did as a player was really good, but I think him as a manager with the with the with the way the team is right now. I think if he, I think regardless of what he does at this point, you know, if he gets this team into the, if he gets the team in the playoffs this year, like goodness gracious, he pulled like an absolute rabbit out of the hat. I don't think that's happening. I think this is purely we're thinking next year type of move. Yep. Um, but I think if he, I think if he can get this team consistently playing, if he can bring in some players that he wants and he can, you know, DC can fill those two designated player spots. Suddenly they look pretty good. Suddenly they hit on those spots and then, you know, they make the playoffs. They compete, you know, win a playoff game even. I think that would honestly be more impressive than when he does a player because being a manager, in my opinion, is a lot harder than being, than being a player. There's a lot. It's, it's, it's one of the hardest, I think one of the hardest management jobs in the world because it's literally, you cannot, call a play or anything like that, despite what Ted Lasso would have you believe. By the way, what, what if this is a reverse Ted Lasso? I was just thinking about what if this is like, a, <laughs> it could be. I mean, honestly, the, I, I wouldn't put that out of the realm of the possibility. But I, I think what he does as a manager, will, if he turns his team around, gets them competing at the top level of MLS, I think that would be more impressive than what he does as a player. Because honestly, I mean, what did he... A fourth place finish, a fifth place finish, two playoff losses. Yeah, we had a lot of good moments, but yeah, I don't know. I I will say he was thought to be a spent force when he came over here for the most part. He was ineffective for Everton. It was a weird sort of quixotic move for him to come over here. And uh, the number of players in his age bracket and skill level who came over to do the United States and just dogged it up uh, is like most of them. So he's he... Turned back the clock a little bit. He worked harder than anyone thought he was going to work, given the given the conditions. And he just did this for Darby. So if he does the thing that he just did, it will be less of a surprise because he just did it on no budget. So it would Fair. be sort of like him doing that thing. Uh, that's, that's the only reason I'd say that. Uh, for another question from Cogswell. How quickly does the honeymoon end if we're as inactive during the transfer windows? I, so say say he say they bring him in here and that's it. They 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 roll with one DP. I I don't think the anger will be directed. I mean, maybe if you're talking about the honeymoon with the team, I think there will yeah, be that. a lot of what's that? I, that there will be that. I think there will be a lot of upset people. I I I I think now you have you have to go sign designated players. You've got the coach in here. You've got Wayne Mooney in here. You need to go get him players, even if it, even if you don't make the playoffs. You have to go find those. Um, you have to go find those. So I, I think ultimately that will, you know, burn up this honeymoon period faster than anything you've ever seen, in my opinion. So um, yeah, we've 
we've got we've got Eric here on the line who wants to talk about the impact of Wayne as a coach uh, for DC United. Eric, uh, how you feeling about this move, man? Uh, you know, I I kind of lost the ability to have emotions <laughs> after uh, Friday night, um, <laughs> or sorry, Saturday night, and. Uh, <laughs> And 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 then and then to hear uh, the rumblings on Saturday and then to Sunday and this just this wild ride we've been on. Um, so I'm not sure if I'm at a high or a low or in both places at once. But um, I think that kind of speaks to the fan base at large, where we're not really sure what to do with our hands at this point <laughs> in time. Um, and <laughs> and so so uh, just to rewind really quickly to the question earlier of. Uh, 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 player versus manager, what would be the bigger impact of him turning the season around um, like he did when he was a player um, as a manager? And just personally, just because as a player he had those like spectacular highs, um, like I, I was at the games, uh, like the Orlando game where uh, uh, Lucho had the, the last minute uh, header, and I, I, I don't, I genuinely don't think anything can like top that as a sports fan, like for me, at least for DC in the like foreseeable future. Um, and it would be lovely. And I would love to see, I, I'm very interested to see how he does. I'm, I, I think it's incredibly interesting uh, for him to come back. Um, I'm not quite sure what I, I, I'm, I'm ready to hear like the, uh, <laughs> the you know, uh, 10 year, five years, 10 years down the line, like the story behind this whole situation. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I think there's some sense of uh, okay. I left in the middle of uh, my contract. Um, I left on amicable terms, um, and I don't want to say it's like I owe these guys. But you know, if they're willing to give me a million, I, I'll say I owe these guys. Um, but I'm I'm excited. I think it would be a very DC thing, a very DC United thing to do to have him come in as a manager, and then either I'm not going to say they're not going to. I'm not going to acquire any players, but I'm, I, it would be very DC United of them to acquire like a couple, not bargain bin, but but, but I mean we need we need defenders like we we just need a defense right now, <laughs> um, and so I I don't think he has the pieces to do what the fan base wants him to do currently, but I'm I'm very excited. I'm excited to see where this goes, um, and you know, I'm, I'm I'm in a much better place, I guess, than I was, you know, Friday night. So, yeah. You and all of us, Eric. <laughs> that's uh, that's where I'm at, guys. <laughs> Eric, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. All right. Sure. Thank you. Yeah, I think I think we're all in a bit better place than we were Friday night. Uh, yeah, di- completely no different place. I I I am excited about the concept. You know, Luis Suarez aside, like the idea of Wayne opening his Rolodex in the summer, or in the in the winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. People are wary of him bringing in like beat up old players from his from his day, and who are looking for one last paycheck. I don't think he wants that either because if he's here for a year beyond like a year and a half, he doesn't really want that. Like he, he he's not gonna want to he's not gonna want to stink this up in the time here because obviously, I think his the the desire he put in when he was a player proves to me that he does not he cares about the way he's viewed. Like he could have coasted, but he didn't want to do that because he a he's a competitor, but b like he doesn't want to be seen as the guy who came over here and took a paycheck mm. and didn't give a shit. That was not him. And also too, like so many things, so many little stories about him when he was mm-hmm. here, tell you about his character. Like you know, picking up the tab, hanging out with his teammates, being mm-hmm. really open of uh, gay staff member, and like and like apologizing for. Like any language that he heard that was offensive, he's like, we didn't know. Like I'm, you know, I, I think it's great. He just like a, he's just a guy that uh, sort of uh, not, not not flips the conventional like athlete, like big name athlete uh, perception on its head, but like he's like a he's like a regular guy that happens to be like a god of soccer. Mm-hmm. He's like a guy. He's like a guy that you know from the neighborhood that also, by the way, at, at one time was one of the best one or two or three best players in the world. So. Wild. It's just it's it's awesome to root for him again. Yeah. And I said this too on Twitter. I was like, he it felt like a fever dream that he came here once that he chose to return again. He's like, okay, this is he did not do that on accident. He knows where DC is. He did not get turned around and accidentally get placed here. This is on purpose. Mm-hmm. He is now one of ours because he's coming here twice. <laughs> yeah. I, I. Okay. I want to. Yeah. And, and and I think the the. The interesting thing I think is going to be, I, I don't want this, I, I think Eric brought up, I think everybody is, 
there's some people that are still like, well, you know, we still have a chance for, I, I don't want this team. I want this team fully thinking about 2023. You've got one year of Wayne Rooney as a coach right now. Go, go, go do signings that don't make sense because honestly, you're going to have a lot of contract space coming up um, this, this, after this season, I think you do have a potentially good base that you can kind of build off of. Obviously, you at least nailed Taxi Food Dust. It's like the one good thing that happened. You've got that player you can kind of build around in the attack. Uh, go sign the designated players. You know what? This team is this team is only going to win if there maybe gets a little bit more. Like that, this team was not not seven nothing worse than Philly. There may be two, three, nothing worse. This team just needs somebody, I think, to elevate them a little bit to get to to boost them up. Um, and then you reevaluate in the offseason. Okay, you know, let's go build the defense. At this point, man, get get your get your attack straight. Get your get your get your designated players right. Then let's talk next year about about what we're going to do with. Um, about what we're going to do as far as building a more complete team. I think right now it's about, you know, evaluating who we want to keep. It's about getting the right designated players in. And I think, honestly, I think Wayne Rooney will help with that. I, I think this team is going to, and I might have egg on my face. I don't see how you can't. I, I think they're talking about bringing in two more players. My hope is, is that maybe Wayne Rooney might grease some wheels and get those deals sort of across the, across the board. Um, Klon 14 asked, did you hear Pablo asked Lucho in jest when he's coming back? And he said, when I get, when I get the call, um, <laughs> I did not hear this. <laughs> I, I don't know. From your lips. What's that? <laughs> I said from your lips to God, from your, oh, oh my God. I would love it. I would love it. I would be floating. Yeah. I would yeah. be, I would be floating in Audi field if that were to happen. It's I, not going to happen. But no, it's it were good. Yeah, it's not gonna. I, it would be incredible. Like that would require so much like gam that would need to be traded back. DC would lose so horribly on that deal, like so bad. Well, Kamara, straight up. Let's let's make it. Who who blinks first? Of course, now that he is like lighting the world on fire in Cincinnati, they're not going to give him up for anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh well. <laughs> yeah, so it's. You know, it's going to be interesting. Uh, it's going to be fun. I'm not expecting changes right away. I'll be curious how they come out. I will be curious how they come out on Wednesday. Do they maybe, ele- maybe do we see an elevation of, of play? You know, is Wayne around, you know, maybe not around to be the coach, but is he around to be, you know, around the locker room? Maybe. Um, who knows? I'm not sure how the consultant thing works. Um, I'm really not Part sure. Part of me hopes yes, Ted. Part of me does. The other half of me that after the seven nothing loss bought a very large bet on Columbus to win on Wednesday. Oh, they're going. Oh, they're going to win. Oh, they're going to win. I'm just wondering if we're going to see something maybe a little bit um, better than seven nothing. I think probably. Hopefully, (laughs) probably. Hopefully, (laughs) I think so. If not, I think people are going to start throwing chairs in the field. So, by the way, did you see? Speaking of throwing things, did you see the Houston Dallas match this weekend? The highlights. (laughs) Yeah, geez, it was like Ache Ache's first match, and yeah, I've heard about it. I haven't. Paid too much attention to it, I will say. But so, uh, so, so Dallas takes a two-one lead in the like ninetieth minute, and uh, and, and I think Ferreira scored in front of the the fans, and they were pelting them with stuff like obscenely, like like a like a like a Central American game level of pelting uh, going on there. And then you think, like, well, sour grapes, like that's bad sportsmanship. That's and then up, and then they don't get what they deserve. Houston equalizes in the 97th minute <laughs> and they actually they actually get a draw. They like I was like that is the soccer gods were asleep. On um, they they were not here. They were not in Houston last night. Yeah, I think I think um, there was some there was some homophobic chants as well. And it's it's oh, really sweet. sad to it's really sad to see because I think, you know, you talk about a, a market that is similar to what's been going on in DC about how they, you know, were extremely successful when they came in, won, you know, back-to-back MLS cups built a new stadium and then it's like everything just went away, like evaporated in, you know, as far as their, and now they've got, you know, Ache Ache who they've signed great signing for them for the market they're in. And, you know, to have it, to have it go like that in sort of his first game, um, I think it's a, is a little bit, a uh, little bit, a little bit disappointing and, and sad. Um, Cause I think that's a market that has been struggling for a while. One more thing. And I always forget to add drop this, but I definitely do not want to leave this out. The one, how quickly this came together Questions were brought up about this team. Uh, there is a policy instituted in MLS uh, that if when you are interviewing, you know, for coaches, technical directors, whatever, you need to have, you know, two non-white uh, 
candidates in your final field. Um, and it is about, you know, ensuring, and a lot of people have, you know, there are a lot of people who disingenuously argue that, you know, well, it's a, who should be the best? It shouldn't be about that. But there are implicit biases amongst ownership. There are implicit biases amongst, uh, amongst, amongst several executives that do not give non-white coaches, you know, their due. And so that's why this institute's in place. It's to ensure, you know, to ensure that this doesn't happen. The team claims they, you know, followed the directive. They claim they're in, you know, we were supposed to get a comment from MLS today. We did not, I have not seen anything to the effect that says, yes, DC's clear. It, the, the only thing for me that would really sour this is if they, number one, if, if, if they did, if we do find out, no, they didn't really interview anybody else or it was kind of a sham interview or, you know, they decided, I, I guess I wouldn't be, I don't know. I wouldn't be upset if maybe they said, we need to start looking for a coach. They started, you know, doing some rounds, you know, called some guys, had some interviews, you know, I, I think the, the biggest thing is we never really heard anything and maybe they were just really good at keeping it under wraps. I and mean, it's like, do not leak this. Like we need to keep, you know, Chad Ashton, in the ropes and they started that process. They did have the interviews. They had a candidate list and then they, then they got Wayne Rooney, you know, then Wayne Rooney came into the picture, you know, they have been talking to him. Maybe he reached out and then it's like, Oh, we got to get this done. Like we need, that's a perfect move for us. That would be maybe the scenario. I might be a little bit more okay with this. Um, if it was the note, we just did some sham interviews. We, we knew we wanted to sign Wayne Rooney, you know, then, then it's, it's not a good thing. I, I, I have don't a theory to that. that. Okay, go ahead. In in the NFL, that is called the Rooney Rule. So therefore, they followed the Rooney Rule by only hiring Wayne Rooney. That that is my that is my <laughs> official stance on what happened here. That's how they got out of this. I you know it's tough, right? I think there is if you look at former former players, particularly black players, who should be getting their opportunities mm-hmm. in coaching at all levels. Like you see the dramatic, and they're and they're trying. Like Demarcus Beasley was an example that everyone sort of holds up. A player that has been asking for that chance and should have got that chance. I think that I think I mean it's obvious there's some there's a there's a fix there that needs to happen. I think the NFL just showed you that having that rule doesn't actually help out. It doesn't encourage actual hiring. Like if it's if there's a if they what they'll do is they'll pick their they'll pick their one they'll pick their two and then they'll pick the guy they were going to go with anyway. And the the I think the Miami Dolphins coach uh, was an example of that sort of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the, all the stuff that happened there, I think that I think that is such a valuable thing when it's an open competition, like the last time they did this was when they were talking to everybody, everyone. They had no favorites. I think it's harder when you've got Wayne Rooney knocking on your door saying, "I will be your coach." That's where it becomes challenging to be like, "All right, well, clearly we're going to hire Wayne Rooney. Like this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Would you like us to interview two people that are not going to get the job so that we are in compliance? We will." We could hire. We could find somebody on staff uh, and, and interview them if you'd like. Like that's where it becomes a little bit complicated. Obviously, there's you can use that to always get out of doing it. I just think it's a struggle, right? Like the way it's set up in every major league where they've tried to fix this and it has not worked. Like clearly, there's got to be something else here at play. I don't know if it's an incentive for making actually making the hire versus just interviewing. I don't know. They've got to figure something out because the the ranks of coaching show you. That whatever is happening isn't working. Yeah. I just think that this is a this would be a weird scenario having Wayne be like, "Yep, I would like to be your manager." I'm like, "Well, please hold, please hold there. We have to we have to do some stuff on our side. It's tough." Yeah, and you know he might have you know you know he might have been interested in it, and then you know well we got to follow this rule, and so he said, "I oh, will forget it then." You know, I'll just uh, I'll, right. I'll figure something out. I've got these. Maybe other- you can count interviews from the last process. Like they have like a yeah. they have like a they have like a twenty four month half life or something. Maybe I don't I'm, know. I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I, you I'll be can guarantee I, I, that is going to be answered. That will be answered tomorrow. Yeah, on Tuesday that that will be asked and answered, and and, and it will be followed up upon. So we'll know tomorrow. I, I think we'll get a. I think we'll get a statement. We'll get a statement from. I think MLS was thinking DC was going to announce this tomorrow, and that was maybe why they're like now they're announcing it Tuesday. I bet we'll get an answer to that statement to the effect. I, I just you know it's I understand. I see what you're saying, and and yes, you know it is. It can lead to that, um, and I think there there needs to be a better way to handle it. Um, you know, I think it's been a good thing. We have Ezra Hendrickson getting hired uh, in Chicago. Hasn't gone so well for them. I really hope he <laughs> nope. gets he gets the 
the opportunity. I really hope he he, he could have been it. ours. He could have been yeah. in, he could have been one place lower in the table. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you never know, man. I mean, come on, that was twenty twenty. Um, you know, that's we, true. Yeah, you know, I, all all I will say, all I will say is everybody saying, well, you know, well, Gonzalo Pineda's not having a good. I mean, all that can be different, man. It's the same thing with a player as it is with a coach. Like I, I don't believe. Well, it's not true. There are some bad coaches out Chris there. Chris Armis. Chris Armis has uh, has, has <laughs> failed upwards and then downwards. Although no, he got he got hired to another assistant staff in England to uh, Leeds, right? Yeah. For Jesse Marsh. Yep. I believe that man so. has got a lot of friends. Yeah. Like he, listen, <laughs> if you ever need to know the power of networking and how important it is in your life, professional life, Chris Armis is a good example. Have a lot of friends uh, you won't want for jobs, uh, whether or not uh, the people that you're coaching think you should have it or not. Yeah. All right, folks. I think that's going to do it for this episode. John, that was any- fun, guys. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. We had we had something fun to talk. You know, after that seven nothing win, like I clearly would not have wrote this uh, this rundown for this show. I don't think I would have had it go this way. But uh, I, you know, speaking for the show, we have always said that if you're going to be bad, at least be interesting. <laughs> this is a great example of them getting a chance to do that right now. Yeah, uh, they are they are hiring F and Wayne Rooney again uh, out of out of out of the blue. That's interesting. How this rest of the season is going to go, who knows? But at least the eyes of more than the super hardcore will be on this team and by effect, this podcast again. So we're excited about it. And we think that it's good for the team. And it's if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. And in this case, the gander is uh, DC United Soccer Podcast. Absolutely. All right, folks, that's going to do it. Uh, you're listening to 1996. If you're, if you're wondering uh, where, if you're listening on live show, wonder where Kindred Spirits is, uh, we're probably going to do an offline show tomorrow. Cover that. We're tired. We've talked for an hour. Yeah, talked for an hour. We're very tired. We've got significant others and other and other and other people who are wondering where we are um, and why we do this to ourselves. But uh, anyway, we'll catch you guys next week. Hopefully, talking more. We get some more details about this. Uh, hopefully, not covering another seven nothing loss. Just make it make it six nothing at least. Like, come on, give make it at least <laughs> improvement. Give, show improvement. Mark, show a marked improvement. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Bye. Vamos. Vamos.